Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenton Gibbs, bringing you another episode of Locked on Wolfpack. And today's episode is brought to you by Underdog. Sign up on underdogfantasy.com with promo code Locked On and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Now, folks, I'm here to bring you Kenton's Keys, Wolfpack wins if the Nose win if, as well as the breakdown of the quarterback position. Who has the better QB uh, as far as what we've seen? so far this year and you know these things I've, I've got to get into them because at the end of the day the position reviews tell like who's the better units as individuals but sometimes in order to properly analyze a game you need to realize that the sum of the parts can be greater or worse than the whole so we're going to talk about all that and more today trust me some things may surprise you some things may not stick with us on today's episode of locked on wolf pack Our Locked On Wolf Pack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolf Pack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So let's start off with the quarterback position. And I, I don't think I said that some things might surprise you. And there are things about the quarterback battle. That will surprise you. For example, the fact that Devin Leary has uh, a lot more rushing touchdowns than Jordan Travis. Probably surprising, right? Three to one there. However, with that being said, pretty much everything else, literally every other uh, metric leans in Jordan Travis's favor. And yes, I know the the books are a little bit cooked when you play Duquesne and three of the worst defenses in the conference, literally not a single defense uh, of the ACC defenses that they played is in the top half of the conference. And some of them, I mean, just even worse than you could imagine uh, in terms of how low in the conference we're talking for those um, for those those defenses. Right. Like, for example, Wake Forest, third worst defense uh, in the conference. You've got the Boston College Eagles, who are bottom five in the conference. Louisville right above them so yeah you do have three defenses that are bad but they performed against LSU well enough to win the game doesn't matter what you say about an extra point did or didn't make because if we want to play that game then we should have lost the ECU game right but you can't we don't live in a world of ifs and buts we live in a world of what is what ain't what could be and what can't and at the end of the day they came away from that LSU game with a win you got to give them that credit there so Yes, I know that the books are a little bit cooked, but if you're watching just from a strictly eye test standpoint, Jordan Travis has looked so much more mature and developed this year than Devin Leary has. And again, I I hope that the listeners know I am not saying these things to be mean to Devin Leary. I love me some Devin Leary. I want it. There would have been nothing that was more personally satisfying for me than to see Devin Leary do all the things that we predicted coming into the season to see him have a Heisman campaign, to see him put up monster numbers, break records, distribute the ball, all that, you know, it it would have made my heart smile to no end to see that so far this season. He He just hasn't done it. With that being said, there's still more than half the season left. 
there's still seven games, seven ball games at minimum left in this year. The question isn't about, well, is, is Devin good or, or is, he, is he good? He has not put on tape this year what he put on tape last year. But he can show up and, and do those things from this game going forward. But now, with that being said, people tell me I overrate QBR a lot. Okay. Their QBR is a massive chasm apart from one another. But let's just look at all of the raw numbers. In terms of yards, Travis has 100 more. In terms of touchdowns, Devin Leary has two more. In terms of interceptions, um, Devin Leary has two more of those as well. So touchdowns, 10. Interceptions, three for Devin Leary. Touchdowns for Jordan Travis, eight. Interception, one. Completion percentage, Jordan Travis, 65.9. Devin Leary, 62.8. I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. The, there's a clear advantage here, and it goes to Florida State. It goes to Florida State. Florida State has the better quarterback in this matchup from what I've seen this year, from what I've seen this year. Trust me, we're talking about full career worth of stuff. Then, yes, Devin Leary takes this matchup, but I can't do that. In the words of Andre 3000, you only funky as your last cut. In the words of Paul Abdul, what have you done for me lately? That's what matters here. That's what matters here. And I know it's not fair. I know, I understand that, but I'm telling you the truth here. In this matchup, if I'm giving you the objective truth now, Jordan Travis has been better this year. That's just the reality. It's just the reality. There's nothing, there's nothing I can say to change that. There's nothing I can think, do, hope, wish to change that. So, again, can Devin Leary be better today? Absolutely, absolutely. I, I actually expect him to based upon what the defenses are bringing and, and all of those things, what our offensive lines are bringing, I expect Devin Leary to be better today. But if you're talking about who has the, the edge in terms of who has played better quarterback, who has played better football at the quarterback position to this point, that's that's clear cut. That's not even, I don't even got to think twice about that. One. I don't even have to think twice about it. Just letting you know uh, right there. So the next thing that I want to get into is Ken's keys and um, the the thing about Ken's keys today is I hadn't done them for the past few weeks, but the things that I was thinking and the things I wanted to do if I were doing Ken's keys all kind of came to pass as as major uh, implications in terms of winning or losing the game. So let's get into it. I'm going to get my three offensive keys out. Then we'll go to break. I'll bring out the three defensive keys and I'll say. Florida State wins if uh, NC State wins if on the back end, all right? So let's get into it. Offensively, Devin Leary needs a QBR of 65 plus. 50 is average. 50 is average. He needs to be, 80 is like really, really good, right? 90, when you get into the 90s, you're looking at like you're playing perfect football there. This man just needs to be above average, solidly above average. That's all I'm asking here. That is all I'm asking. It's that's that's it. That's all and that's it. The offensive line, there has to be no more than one sack and six pressures. After the game that y'all put on last week, this defensive line is going to come in motivated. Mr. Jared Burst is going to come in motivated. 
We're going to come in activated. Going to come in ready. When they come in with that mindset, looking at you and licking their chops and saying, oh, this is going to be easy. You got to show them, ha that was against a guy that's going to be the number three pick in the draft next year. That's not you. you. You're not that guy. You are not him. He had a great day against me because he's great. You're good. You're good. So there needs to be that as well. And normally, y'all know me. Y'all know I love running the ball. Y'all know I normally include something about running the ball in here. But this is all about the passing game. I'm sorry to say it. I think that the running game and what it does would not have as much of an impact because of the way the Tim Beck play calls. So the passing game has to get it done here. Now, the last uh, the last key, wide receivers not named Thayer Thomas. I need eight receptions for 100, at least eight receptions for at least a buck 75 and two touchdowns. That's what I need. That's what I need. If this team is going to win this game, that's what has to happen. And I know what you're thinking. So let's, let's go through all these. Again, Leary, that's self-explanatory. You got to do what you got to do. There's no offense or buts about that. The offensive line, you need to build back confidence, not just for going through the second half and all out of this game, but also going forward for the rest of the season. The wide receiver is not named Thayer Thomas. I talked in my last episode about how one of the greatest weapons that Florida State's passing game has is that they are so they have had a different leader in receiving yards every single game. Every single game so far this season. That makes it difficult to key in and hone in and say, oh, where's where's that one guy at? We're, we're going to shift the coverage to him. Wherever he is, we're going to bring in some extra. Well, that, that's what we're going to do. That makes it easy. So the other guys need to step up. Devin Carter, you need to step up. Keala Sane, Porter Rooks. Uh, um, they, this needs to be Anthony Smith if he's healthy. These guys need to step up. Toodle, you need to step up. Need to step up. Seabro, need to step up. We need to see these guys. We need to see our pass catchers step up in a meaningful way and make something happen to kind of alleviate the pressure. Because let's be honest, Thayer Thomas is very good. He always finds ways to get open. He is an amazing route runner. He is very athletic and all that good stuff. He's not the biggest guy in the world. You do not want him taking the lumps and wax of, oh, yeah, they, he's everything. He's hey, he's the, we first down, second down, third, don't matter. Then we going to find there. He's going to be somewhere. That is not what you want. That is not ideal in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this. What is ideal is Underdog Fantasy. This episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up your college football this season. It's so easy to get started and easy to play while you're watching your favorite team play. Trust me, Underdog is is if you want to take um, Gators QB, Anthony Richardson, having higher than 200 passing yards against Missouri, you know, go for it. If you want to take Stetson Bennett having less than 277 yards against Auburn, Auburn just doesn't give up much through there, not do they? Go for it. Yeah, Georgia's the better team. They'll probably win the game. But if you think that Stetson is going to be in the 200-240 range, go for it. I'm trying to tell you right now, it's easy to play and available in over 30 states. Just pick between two and five players across any team, not just your team, and decide if they will finish higher or lower. Sign up with the promo code Locked On, one word, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Deposit $100, get $100 free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or Google Play Store. 
Trust me, that's underdog fantasy. Promo code locked on. Get in college football pick em action today. So, folks, the next thing that we've got to talk about is these defensive keys. The first key, there has to be less than 150 yards rushing. I told you the run game was going to come in at some point in time. It was going to come in for somebody. Florida State has a three-headed monster running back. and a, Excuse me, a large part of why Jordan Travis's QBR, why his stats, why all the things. He looks so good doing all the things is because he has not been asked to do everything like he has in the past. In the past at Florida State, he's been asked to be the leading rusher. He's been asked to carry the water in, in terms of, of the running game and the passing game. That is too much of a burden for almost anybody, especially in a conference like the ACC. It's just not good business. It's not good business. It doesn't make sense. So with him having to do less with his legs, he has now found a a better rhythm, a better motion in terms of what he's doing in the passing game. If we stop this three-headed running game of Ward, Benson, and Tofili, if we shut that down, or not even shut it down, if we contain it, to where we get them behind the chains um, a a good amount of time, we're going to be in the money. That's where we want to be. That's our sweet spot right there in order to stop this offense, which we saw Wake Forest was able to do at times. They were able to get Florida State behind the chains, and that's part of why they won. So the next thing, three sacks. This offensive line is battered. They're bruised. They're having a tough time right now. They keep shuffling in all these different – uh, offensive line combinations. Good. Take advantage of that. You've got to feast upon that. You've got to be salivating. You've got to be looking at them like it's a fresh new chew toy and you're the hungriest dog on the block. You ain't heard the squeak in a minute. You ain't had a bone in a minute. You've got to act in that manner very simply because, as I've already said, Jordan Travis has looked good this year. Do you know where no quarterback looks good from? When they're laying horizontally, except Patrick Mahomes. We saw that one pass in the Super Bowl where he was like horizontal to the ground and still hit a receiver in the face. That was crazy. Jordan Travis is not that. Jordan Travis is not Patrick LeVon Mahomes. Okay? That's not it. So, with that being said, please understand, if you make him uncomfortable, if you put that thud on him, if you're getting home a lot, he may start to develop a little bit of happy feet. Not only might he develop a little bit of happy feet, but you're also giving an easier time to your defensive backs who in the first half, based upon the the pitch uh, suspension, they'll need it. They'll need your help. They'll need your support. That's the reality there. The final key, two takeaways. Two takeaways. The reality is, again, Florida State has played good football. They have played some, some very good football so far this year. If you look at the games in which they were really, really close or they struggled or whatever the case may be, if you look at those games, I'm talking about uh, I'm talking about the LSU game here. I'm talking about Louisville here. I'm talking about Wake Forest here. In all of those games, there were turnovers by Florida State. You need to create turnovers. This isn't a this isn't a oh well maybe and you know it'd be good if you could. I'm telling you right now, if you cannot generate turnovers, if you cannot make this team turn the ball up, I am telling you right now, sure as the sun rises on the east and sets on the west. And actually, I don't believe that there was any turnovers in the uh, 
in the um, Wake Forest game. I, I, I stand corrected. I don't believe there are any turnovers there. But still, you need to be able to generate turnovers against this team. Because if not, if not, I'm guaranteeing you, sure as the sun rises on the east and sets on the west, you will have a very long day. You will have a very long day. And also, it need, our offense needs help right now. They need some help to get kick-started. They need some help to get their confidence, their, their swagger, their rhythm back. What better way to do so than giving them a short field? What better way to give them a short field than generating turnovers? The answer seems pretty clear to me. So let's go over these keys one more time now. Offensively, Devin Leary, we need a 65-plus QBR. Offensive line, no more than one sack and six pressures. Wide receivers not named Thayer Thomas. We need eight receptions for a buck 75 and two TDs. Defensively, allow less than 150 yards rushing, get three sacks, and two takeaways. Those are the keys to this game. We'll see how the team does against them, and we'll see what the final result is based upon that. Now we get to our final segment of the show where we talk about who wins if. Let's start with the nose. They're the visitors, they're the guests, so let's let's talk about the guests first. The guest, the nose, win if two things happen. Number one, they can run the ball effectively if we have problems stopping a run, and then we have to commit extra bodies into stopping the run, and then we leave our corners on an island against those massive receivers, against those receivers that have shown that they can, you know, all of their guys can do it to some level, we're going to be in a little bit of trouble. We're going to be in a little bit of trouble there. Or if we let that one loss have us looking drained and depleted and, oh, well, you know, season's over. We're not going to the playoffs anymore. And, you know, we're not. The things aren't there. We got to get help to win the ACC championship. Now let's be lackadaisical. That is going to lead to a loss for the pack. That's going to lead to a loss for the pack. I'm guaranteed. And, and here's the thing. You know it when you're watching it, too. You know it. You know it as a fan. I know it as a former player. I know when I'm watching a team get beat by last week. I know it. I've seen it. It's happened before. So those are those are the two things. If they can run the ball, if they establish dominance at the line of scrimmage offensively, it's going to be a long day. If we let one loss turn into, it's going to be a long day. Now, the Wolfpack win if Devin Leary shows up in a big way. We get the Devin Leary from the Clemson game. We get the Devin Leary from the UConn game. We get that uh, Devin Leary. That's what's going to make it happen in terms of um, us winning this this football game. Also, not only if our, our defense can stop the run, but if our defense can pressure Jordan Travis, if we can force him into some mistakes, if we can make them have to make quick decisions, I think that's that's the path for winning here. You do not want to have the Jordan Travis having the ability to, oh, well, they ran the ball a little bit, so now they can drop back play action, run a couple deep routes or whatever the case may be where, you know, we're only going to have uh, just a corner and something like that. That spells trouble. That spells trouble. That spells trouble. That is not going to be good news for this defense. I'm telling you that right now. All right? So we're about to land this thing, but we're going to wrap it up in just a few after a word from our sponsor. All righty, and I'm back, and we're about to land this thing. But again, as a reminder, um, I've already told you all the things that I want to see out of this team. I've got to give you my prediction. I believe – now, here's the thing. 
A lot of people keep saying, well, Ken, this team is mature. Why do you keep saying that one loss could turn into two, could turn into three? Let me explain something to you. A mature college football team means that they have more guys than the other team, probably, who just were able to drink a year ago. You understand? Like a mature college football team in the grand scope of life is still very immature. They're still like, they're still susceptible to things that none of their frontal lobes are probably fully formed yet. You get what I'm saying? Like these are still young men that, you know, have thoughts, feelings, emotions, and all that good stuff that function in ways that many cannot control uh, to a high degree. So this game, that's why I say what I say about, you know, this could be, we looked at, we looked at uh, Grant Gibson struggling mightily in Clemson. You would think this is a senior. This is a leader. This is a guy who's been in the program forever. He's not going to – we've seen it. So when I talk about, you know, one loss turning into two, turning into three, I'm not just pulling this out my – out my you know, um, I'm not just pulling this out of where the sun don't shine, okay? I'm trying to keep my clean rating. I'm sorry. I, I'm trying to keep my clean rate. But anyway, my prediction for this game, 27-17 Wolfpack. I think that Florida State uh, makes some plays. I think that their offense – is is good enough to make some plays. I think that their defensive backs are a little too undisciplined. I think they're a little too undisciplined. And also, I think that our defense makes enough plays to get our offense kind of jump started. Um, I would love to say, I would love to say that I'm confident our offense gets off to a hard, hot start, but I'm not. I'm 50-50 on whether or not they they will or won't. But what I do know is that our defense will make enough big time plays to give the offense chance after chance after chance to kind of pull away um, to get a lead and to pull away in this game. That's at least what I believe. So you heard it here first, 27-17 Wolfpack. That's my prediction for this game. Who knows? We're going to see how this thing goes. Thank you all so very much for coming out. I believe in the pack. I believe in this thing. Y'all make this show everything it is every time y'all tune in to listen. Peace and love, y'all. And as always, go Pack. Our Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.